What's up, guys? Mitch Pelkey here, back with another episode of Pelk Talk. Today, joined with a fellow D1 lacrosse player and YouTuber, Stelios Crudis. How you doing, Stel? How's it going, man? Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Kind of give the fans a little bit of a background of who you are and what you do if they might not know you. Yeah, so I'm Stelios Crudis. I'm a junior at Villanova, and I'm a uh, attackman here on the lacrosse team. And I uh, kind of got my, my way started with lacrosse back in like 2012. Uh, me and my friend Jesse James West, who uh, you actually had on the podcast the other day, me and him started a uh, YouTube channel back in the day, uh, just kind of doing like lacrosse shooting videos. And then like eventually worked our way up doing like product reviews, worked with a bunch of different companies. And uh, we kind of just like really built our audience there. And then once college came, uh, committed to Villanova and I started playing there and I had to kind of change routes because as Mitchell knows, you can't really uh, make any money off YouTube and stuff, which we were doing that in high school. So we kind of had to switch routes and I had to change our brand a little bit. And I kind of went more of like a personal route. So I started making videos on my own channel, uh, sort of vlogging a lot at uh, like our practices and just kind of all that stuff uh, with Villanova lacrosse. And I kind of used that as like an outlet to uh, like, make videos about my experience as a division one lacrosse player, which was really huge for me because I was making memories of my friends. And I just feel like filming that stuff and filming the experience as a D one lacrosse player is very like unique in a, its own way. So just kind of wanted to put that out there and show other people who are getting recruited and uh, younger players of like what it's like, uh, like at least my experience playing division one lacrosse. So that's kind of where I got my start, but uh, I do a lot of other things. Like I, I've been trying to get into graphic design a little bit um just done a bunch of other like videos with different people that I've met over the years and just really love like video production and media media production basically so that's just kind of where I'm at now now I'm just kind of going through school of all trades like I like that yeah let's not waste any time let's hop right into it you know fresh off a plane from Utah where you where you spent really the, the last 15 days working with the PLL social media team you know how sick of an experience was that for you yeah, man, it was it was unreal. So they actually like approached me, um, which was which is awesome because oh, I really? guess they kind of saw. Yeah, so I actually yeah. applied like I applied a little while ago, but uh, I got denied. I guess because like the the season was canceled, or whatever. So I was kind of kind of down about that. But uh, once they started this championship series thing, they uh, I guess were reaching out to a few like freelancers, and they kind of hit me up and was like, "Yo, like, do you guys you want to work with us? Like, we're going out to Utah for four weeks." um like it's a huge opportunity and I was like of course like sign me up you know like it's I'm working with a sick media team working for a professional lacrosse league which I obviously like love the sport of lacrosse so it just kind of fit perfectly um so the fact that they kind of reached out to me and like wanted me to work with them I couldn't really turn that down so that was just kind of like a huge experience for me because like obviously you get to work creating content for like a professional company like a professional lacrosse league so that was just like a no brainer for me. I really just like couldn't turn that down. And um, so it wasn't like an internship. It was like an actual job. Like they like everything was just kind of set out for me. It was a whole media team working together. So it was great. Oh, so so I didn't know that at all. So they already asked you to come onto the team before that add on on social went out. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. So yeah. so kind of walk me through like what your role was on the media team. Yeah, so I kind of was doing a bunch of different things out there, but my main role was kind of a, a videographer and editor, but I was mostly an editor out there. So um, 
there was like a bunch of shooters out there who were like our main videographers and they would be kind of filming everything that they possibly could. And then it was kind of me and a few other media tem media member team, media member team, <laughs> me and a few other media members uh, who were editors. And so I was just pretty much waiting for these shooters to give me footage and just so I can cut it up and put in the, like put it onto social. Mm -hmm. So they would be filming all day, getting as much content as they could. And when they saw something that was worth putting online and putting on social media, they would kind of hand it off to me and the other editors and we would just cut it up real quick and uh, get it out there. How, how long did it take you to get a video out? Like, like 20 minutes? Yeah, it kind of depends on like what they were giving me. So sometimes I had like longer term projects on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, I would be assigned like different projects every day, basically. So some projects would take a little bit longer than others, but some I had to get out really quick. Um, and then on game days, we would kind of have like three shooters on the field and then a few editors um, on the, the sideline, basically. And they'd be filming the whole game. And then whenever a goal or something cool would happen, they would give us the card. We'd grab the footage, cut it up real quick, and put it online. So um, it was just an awesome experience seeing like, the behind the scenes of how content was created for a professional league. That's sick. Did you kind of have to like cue up different different music and sound effects? Yeah, so we kind of prepared all that the day before. I would just download a bunch of songs, um, pretty much get everything ready to go, get all my project files ready, and I would just be kind of ready to go on game day. Uh, some days we'd have like two games. Some days we'd have, we had actually had a triple header one day. So I had to prepare a bunch of stuff beforehand. And then once the game started, it was just kind of like quick on your feet, getting edits out super fast. And uh, it was just like a, kind of an adrenaline rush, but it was a dope experience for yeah. sure. What, uh, what would you say is like the biggest thing you learn? Um, obviously like being part of this media team, you know, your first kind of video like internship, what would you say is, is the biggest thing you learned? Um, number one was probably organization. Um, yeah. like you gotta be very organized if you're doing stuff that fast and that like high end, basically, like obviously we try to make as much quality content as we could. So the biggest thing is getting everything organized before you even start. Um, so that was one thing I learned. And then also just to like, not be afraid to try new things. Like there was actually one guy out there who his name's Greg Folk. Shout out to Greg. He, uh, he was doing some crazy stuff where he put a camera and a helmet and he was just doing like really cool, like unique stuff. He's really good with like drones and GoPros and stuff, but he put like a, a Sony camera in a helmet and was like trying to get like a first person point of view, like really? with the players running out on the field yeah. in the I locker didn't even room. think of that. Yeah, it was, he, he was like such a creative person. And like, again, like just meeting people is a huge thing. That's another thing I learned, just like trying to connect with people on like personable levels and just getting to know as much people as you can. Cause it's all about connections. So yeah. the more people, you know, like the better that. off you'll be. And uh, I was just trying to meet as many people as I could and just work with these guys. Working with these guys was just so awesome because everyone was so creative and talented that it was just, it was awesome. Yeah. And, and how much did it kind of help that obviously like RJ and Katie, two familiar faces, you know, did that kind of make it, make the transition easier? Yeah, hundred percent. So RJ, he's a beast, man. He, he's a grinder. So him, him, and, him and Katie, man, they, they, they are very inspiring and they get a lot of stuff done and they do really, really good things. Like they're super talented in what they do and just kind of being able to know them prior to going out there was made me a lot more comfortable. Um, they kind of like Katie, especially kind of showed me the ropes of uh, like being like a, an editor out there and uh, doing all those things that she did last year. So um, yeah, having those guys there was awesome because they just kind of, told me to like, take it easy, like calm down. Like you, you're here for a reason. 
like do do your job and you'll be fine and it was it, it was also like a lot of fun like it, it was serious at times but then it was also a lot of fun so being able to work with them was just like it was it was a high energy environment and everyone was just super like pumped to go like at all times and it was just a great environment to be in that's awesome you know like you said earlier you know you're you're alongside and working with, with guys you looked up with you know looking at Miles Jones play looking at Rob Pinnell play you know who was the coolest person to see in action that you've always looked up to during your childhood that's a tough question because there there are definitely a lot of guys out there that I was like blown away like watching you know yeah um Rob Pinnell especially like just seeing him out there was like insane like being like that close to him like watching him up close was awesome uh, I've always looked up to him for sure him and Ryan Brown um always looked up to Ryan Brown uh and then like the whole Archer's offense man like Grant Amen uh, Marcus Holman yeah dude Will Manny those guys were unreal on offense so yeah um those are like the few that I could think of on top of my head but then like Matt Kavanaugh is a super nice dude um Paul Rabel obviously being around him I was like whoa this is like nuts like I've always looked up to him you know everyone looks up to him so yeah I mean it was just awesome like and there's a bunch of people that I've never like got to talk to before so being able to like talk to these pro players like up close is just like a really cool experience so yeah that's sick and I and I remember when the ad first came out like on social I saw it on Instagram I clicked on it and it was like qualifications like know a bunch about lacrosse check I got that yeah (laughs) I had to edit video I got that and I was like oh my god I'm gonna get this so I remember like applying you had to like send them an email and everything I was like oh my god like I seriously think I'm going to get this. I was like, tell my mom, I was like, yeah, if I got to go to Utah for, for a month, like don't even worry about it. And I remember not getting it. And I was just like, God, that stinks. But I mean, at the end of the day, like if I didn't get it, I, I'm glad you got it because I mean, it seemed like a sick experience and you never know what the future looks like. Yeah, man. So, I mean, I think that like, so I actually had the job before that even came out. So yeah. um, like when that came out, I was like, oh, I wonder who else is going to get this. And I feel like, dude, you'd be like a perfect candidate, to be honest. So, I, know, I mean, hey, it didn't happen this year. It may happen next year. It yeah. all depends on what you want, man. So, Fingers good. Crossed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now let's, let's kind of hop into some lax talk. So, growing up in Jersey, playing lacrosse, you know, when did you kind of realize you could play at the Division One level? So, it, all, it actually all happened pretty fast for me. Um, I remember being like seventh, eighth grade, just like, I actually started in sixth grade, so I started pretty late. What? But, um, yeah, yeah, really? I in like, yeah, I started in sixth grade. What did you play for um, then? Soccer and baseball. So really? I was a big soccer guy, and then I had like a huge baseball phase from like fourth to fifth grade, and then summer going into sixth grade, I uh, I like went to like a summer camp, like for like lacrosse, and I just like loved it. And I won, like, the fastest wow. shot contest there. And I was, like, so amped. Like, it was nuts. Like, my first year playing, it was sick. Um, so, yeah, I started in, like, sixth grade. Played on a few club teams. And then, like, once, like, eighth grade came around, like, eighth grade to freshman year of high school, I was, like, really starting to take it seriously. And, like, coach, like my club coaches were, like, you should start, like, reaching out to coaches. And I was, like, I was, like I'm in eighth grade. Like, I don't know how to do this wow. stuff, you know? Like, so – I had a lot of help from my club coaches and stuff, like reaching out to coaches. And that was when like early recruiting was a huge thing. So like kids were like committing so early, like in like literally like eighth grade, freshman year of high school. So that's kind of like the wave I like wanted to be on. So I was like, all right, I'm going to work hard, try to like reach out to these coaches and uh, just like see where I might fit in. So I, I took a few uh, trips out to like prospect days um, 
looked at Villanova, obviously. And I, that was kind of like the main thing was like going to a prospect day. Uh, they kind of saw me there. And then I kind of talked with them further. A few other schools did the same thing. And then I guess we just like kind of clicked at that time and they gave me an offer and I accepted it. So I committed like freshman year of high school. Yeah. And I was just kind of like working my way through through high school. Yeah. So kind of the same boat as me. You know, are you kind of glad their recruiting rules changed? Uh, yes and no. I mean, for me, I was like very grateful that that happened so early because it allowed me to kind of like settle down a little bit and focus more on other things like school um, and like just like having fun with my friends basically instead of like spending my whole summer going to like prospect days and camps and all that kind of stuff. So I, I was happy it turned out that way for me. But I think at the same time, a lot of people have had trouble with the early recruiting because they kind of pick a school so early and then they end up like senior year of high school, like transferring somewhere else or like, you know what I mean? So I think it kind of depends on who you are and like if you're like mature enough to like know what you want at that age. But I, I am kind of glad it changed because it gives people more time to experience yeah. like high school and all that kind of stuff. And then they can kind of worry about it when they're more mature and they, they kind of know what they want, like junior, yeah. senior year. So, I mean, I, I was glad it worked out that way for me, but I think it is kind of smart that they changed the rules for sure. Yeah. No, I can, I can just remember like that summer going into freshman year, there's so much pressure, like every yeah. weekend in, in June and July, just tournament, mm -hmm. after tournament. And then you got like 30 coaches on the sidelines. Just yeah. like, oh, you missed the pass. You're not going to play in college. Yeah. So, I think it's good in that way. Like no 15 year old need 14 year old needs that sort of pressure. Exactly. Um, I agree. So early in your life. And like you said too, it's like, it's not good for people that bloom late. Like, so if you hit your peak around sophomore year, you weren't getting recruited because all the yeah. top recruits were, were already taken. Already taken. Yeah. And I think now, like you said too, it's like right around that junior year, people really know where they want to go to school. Yeah. And especially in early recruiting, like there was a lot of decommits because people were so young. So 100%. at the end of the day, I think it's good. And I, but at the end of the day, I think, I think it's cool that like yeah. when you commit as a freshman, you're like, yeah. you already know where you're going to school and everything. So it's yeah. cool in that aspect, but altogether, I think it's, I think it's good that it changed. Yeah, for sure. But you know, for the recruiting process for you, you said, you said you talked to other schools, you know, what other schools were kind of interested in you? So there weren't that many, to be honest. I think uh, for me, my top three were, were Rutgers, Loyola, uh, Lafayette, and then uh, Villanova. So I kind of went to those prospect days at those schools, um, was really trying to like connect with those coaches and contact them like as much as possible. Um, but for me, like I went to a bunch of tournaments and stuff as well. Didn't really get looked at too much. I think the prospect days helped a lot for me because you got like right in front of the coach, like they get to kind of work with you and see how you play. And like, they can kind of coach you up a little bit while you're there. So that was like the biggest tool for me. was just to go to like a prospect day and be like right in front of the coach and like have them see you play like right there. Yeah. So once I kind of went to these prospect days, I started getting like a few like offers and stuff. So that's kind of how it worked out for me. Um, it wasn't like, it was a very quick process. It almost happened like over the course of like two months where I was just getting like a few offers in a row. And like, I had like a certain amount of time to make a decision. So I was like, kind of like trying to figure out what exactly I wanted. Um, obviously like my parents were a huge help, like figuring all that stuff out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it was just kind of all prospect days for me. I, I pretty much just used those as like my advantage and 
try to play really well there and just get in contact with the coaches there. Yeah. What was, uh, what was the kind of the deciding factor to go to Villanova and like, what was the, what were the other factors that you didn't want to go to those other schools? Yeah. I mean, obviously I visited all those schools and uh, for me, Villanova, like the first thing when I stepped on campus for the first time, I like could see myself going there for four years. Like the campus isn't too big. It's not that big of a school. I didn't want to go to like a huge state school and then like, like Rutgers, I guess. And then like Lafayette was a little bit too small for me. So Villanova was just kind of like that medium fit, not too far from home. Um, very like good education, obviously. That was like one of the main things I was looking for. Yeah. Um, coaching staff was awesome. Shout out to Coach Carrado and Coach Miller and Coach Connor. Uh, huge, huge shout out to them because they were always like super helpful, super welcoming. Um, and it just all kind of like fit in perfectly for that time in my life. And I just kind of knew, like, my parents knew, like, this would be a great fit. Um, education was great. Lacrosse was great. It all just kind of came together, so. There you go. I like that. So, like we kind of hit on earlier, you know, with Jesse, with you and Jesse going to Sparta High School together um, and you guys continuing to light it up uh, at the high school level, you know, with him just recently quitting lacrosse, you know, what were some of the – what was, like, one of the best memories with him on the field? That's a tough question. Um, so we were always like that dynamic duo, you know? Yeah. So that was like, awesome. like the, the biggest thing in high school for us was just like having fun with it. Like we would always like just play in the backyard at his house and just do some crazy stuff. And we would just try to do it in games. And like, we just had a lot of fun with it, which was awesome. Um, best memory. I don't know. I can't really pin it on like the head, but. We just had some crazy plays with each other, man. And we also, like, we broke, like, our school records together, which was awesome. That's he sick. has, like, the most points. I had the most goals. So, like, we kind of, like, worked with each other to get to those points, um, which was awesome. And he's just always been, like, a huge motivator for me, man. He's a grinder, obviously. All the stuff he's doing now, even though it's not, like, lacrosse-related, he's just a huge inspiration for me. And I think when, we're, when we work together, we do some pretty great things. So we just always try to, like, stay on the same page with things and, really communicate and we have a really strong relationship so um yeah look high school lacrosse we always miss it we always talk about it but yeah, now we're kind of moved on so never close that yearbook yeah exactly exactly so, so stepping foot on campus at Villanova that freshman year did it kind of feel like home from the start yeah I mean I I didn't really know anyone who was coming here I was kind of the only kid from my high school coming here um in my grades so it's not like I had like a bunch of other friends coming here so I was like a lone wolf um, but as you know, obviously the lacrosse team is like a brotherhood. So as soon as you get on campus, bro, they, all the seniors, all the, like the upperclassmen just kind of welcome you with open arms. And it's just, it was just an unreal experience, like being here, um, being at like such a high level playing lacrosse and then also like high level education. Like, obviously I was a little nervous, but, um, everyone around me on the team, especially just made me feel way more comfortable being here. Um, ton of great guys in the team. Um, all the seniors were just like huge leaders at the time. And I made it a lot easier, especially like me, I was trying to do the whole YouTube thing and I was trying to carry around a camera, like as a freshman, everyone's like, what the heck is this kid doing? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I just did. They made it like more comfortable for me. Obviously it was a little awkward at first, but yeah. they kind of caught on and started to enjoy it a little bit. So they definitely made the experience easier. That's funny. Uh, it was definitely the same feelings last year for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you so definitely that, know. <laughs> yeah, so that fall of, of your sophomore year, you, you tear your ACL. So how hard was that for you? Yeah, that was, uh, that was a huge surprise for me because I've never had, like, a major injury like that. Um, I've just kind of 
I, it sucked for me because I was having a great year, in my opinion. I thought I was going to be like – I was a sophomore. I was way more confident. Um, I wanted to get a lot more playing time. Um, so I was really grinding that summer going into sophomore year. And then once that happened in the fall, like pretty early on, it was definitely like devastating. But, I mean, everything happens for a reason, you know. So it obviously was a tough time. Like getting injured sucks and like being out like the whole year was, like was brutal. But um, like I said, I was, as long as I was around the guys, you know, I was happy. It was, they were huge support for me. So um, just having the guys on the team to like kind of lift me up during that time was huge. And um, it was obviously a tough grind coming back. I'm still kind of coming back because um, our team was just kind of like cut off at the end of the season. So I, I had to kind of go home and like, do physical therapy at home and stuff and then corona hit so that kind of set me back a little bit so i've just been trying to like work my way back now but it's feeling a lot better now so hopefully this season will kind of get things started eventually in the spring and can hopefully get a season in there you go so mentally you know how did you kind of deal with it i mean i just try to talk to people as much as possible um like just have my friends around me at all times just kind of help me through it um, I, I'm, I'm not really great with my emotions. I try not to like talk too much about like how I'm feeling, but, um, when that happened, I kind of realized that it's important to like talk about how you're feeling. So I was just trying to do that with as many people as I could just try to focus on other things, uh, that made me happy. But then at the same time, like really work hard and grind to come back, you know, and it was very motivating for me because like when you get set back that far, like it's not going to just be hand it to you to go back to where you were like you, you got to come back harder and stronger so it was just motivating for me to kind of work hard at it go to PT as much as possible really grind and just try to get back to 100% so um, it was a tough experience obviously I'm still kind of going through it a little bit but um, it, it all kind of worked out so yeah so you kind of hit on it there but you know what was PT like during COVID yeah I mean it, it was tough because I was working so closely with our trainers here and once our season got canceled, it was just kind of like, all right, now I got to figure out a whole new plan, what to do. So I was still kind of working with them remotely, but I had to find a place at home and everywhere was kind of closed. So I was trying to do stuff at home on my own. I don't have like a home gym or anything and there was no gyms open. So I was just kind of doing like body weight stuff at home, like whatever I really could. Um, and that went on for like at least like a month and a half. I was just like, kind of sitting at home doing bodyweight workouts and I'm just like my knee still hurts like <laughs> you know what I mean so it's like I had it. it was just kind of brutal yeah. yeah but um but eventually once things started opening up a bit I went back to PT uh like near me and my house and I started feeling a lot better started running a lot more kind of getting back in the swing of things um started shooting a lot and I mean it feels a lot better now so I mean I, I, and then when I went to Utah I kind of sent me back a little bit because I had like four weeks out there. I couldn't really work out too much. But yeah. now that I'm here, I'm going to try to get back into a solid routine and uh, try to get back in the swing of things. There you go. So are you kind of like close to 100%? Yeah, I would say I'm pretty much like close to that, close to that point. Um, I still got some stuff to work on as far as like agility stuff. Um, so I just got to work with like our trainers with that coming up this week. But overall, I think I'm feeling a lot better. Um, just got to get my legs stronger and should be pretty good to go. There you go. Well, sweet. Well, now let's hop into some YouTube talk. I know you kind of hit on it in the beginning, but how did you kind of get into the whole YouTube game? Yeah, so like I said earlier, me and my buddy started a channel back in the day. But uh, once I kind of got to college, I knew I wanted to build my brand a little bit more like personally. So 
it's obviously tough, like kind of making a name for yourself when you start with like not a lot of subscribers, you know? So I was just trying to make videos that I enjoyed making, but that I also like thought other people would enjoy. So like I said before, it's kind of like diving into that behind the scenes aspect of like what it's like being a D1 athlete. Cause there wasn't really a lot of that for men's lacrosse at the time. Mm-hmm. I know like Katie was doing a little bit. Um, and then it was just like me and Jesse basically. And then now you kind of are hopping into that too, which is dope. Yeah. Um, but there wasn't really much of that at the time. So I was just trying to show like what it's like being a freshman at like a, a university playing lacrosse at like a good school, you know? So I just kind of made videos of like my day-to-day life basically and just showed like the raw behind the scenes of what it's like. And a lot of those videos, like our game day vlogs started to blow up a bit. And then yeah. I made like a day in the life that blew up. So um, the numbers kind of started rolling in, but I just still try to focus on like making fun videos that like people enjoyed watching and just like kind of like educating in a way, like younger yeah. kids of like how like what like, goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of what goes on. Cause I, when I was that age, I had no idea like what college across was like, like yeah. obviously it's like, you got to work out every day. You got to like practice every day. It's like, a, there's a whole bunch of things that kind of go into it that I didn't know about. Yeah. So I just kind of wanted to show other people what it was like and people enjoyed it. So. Yeah. Cool. No, I think uh, de- you're definitely a guy that, when I'm making some sort of content um, about lacrosse, about Ohio State, is someone I definitely look up to and try to emulate my videos. So I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. That's awesome. So attending Villanova and obviously keeping that YouTube channel going, you know, were you nervous to film around like uh, the upperclassmen when that first year as an incoming freshman? Yeah, 100%. It, it was definitely so like awkward, dude. Like, <laughs> I you, know, like all so that awkward. little. A little freshman YouTuber kid walking around with a GoPro, <laughs> just trying to like, they're like, "What the heck are you doing, man?" So, yeah. it was definitely like a an adjustment when like I first came in. But once they kind of started like seeing the videos that I was making, and they started to really like enjoy it, and they like every week they were like, "Yo, like when's the next video coming out?" Like, you know what I mean? So they all started to catch on to it, which was awesome. And yeah, it was definitely super awkward at first, but like yeah. I'm sure you went through the same thing, dude. It's probably a little yeah. weird at first, and then. You kind of get comfortable with it and it gets a lot easier. Yeah. No, I can remember last year. So I kind of started off my college career going on that Portugal trip. So Mm. literally going to a different country with 50 people. I didn't even know. I didn't even know their name. Yeah. And I'm there trying to film a video. I was so, I was so nervous and awkward. Like every single day I was trying to film with these guys. But they like, yeah, I could have made the video better, but I'm glad I got something to look back on. Yeah, dude, and, like, your, your players were, like, just grabbing the camera, like, vlogging themselves. Like, it seemed like they were into it, too, so. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome, dude. But, no, so, yeah. So, what what did the guys kind of think of you, like, first coming in? Did they kind of think, like, oh, this guy's, like, just here for YouTube? Like, he doesn't really care, or was it kind of different? Um. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was really like that. I think it was more – just like uh I mean I, I still like worked hard in the field and stuff it's not like I was just like only focusing on like YouTube yeah um I think they kind of like a lot a few of them like respected what I was doing and then also like my coach uh coach Miller shout out to coach Miller if he's listening but uh he's been a huge help he's our, our defensive coordinator basically and he um he's always like really supported what I was doing and also like our director of operations Brian Coglin. he's also been a huge inspiration a huge um like help for me like getting this stuff done because I was kind of nervous of like the NCAA rules and all that stuff and like those two guys really like helped me work through it um and they just always are like encouraging me to keep posting and like keep making videos which was which was really like 
shocking to me because I feel like they'd be like the opposite. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, but, but they, they, they kind of trusted me and they, they knew what I would be doing. Wouldn't really like give the name, like the school a bad rap, you know? And, and yeah. like, I think a lot of the videos I was making was kind of putting the, the school in good light. So um, they really encouraged me, which was really awesome. And um, they were just kind of a huge help. What, so coming in that freshman year, what, what did your head coach kind of think of the whole YouTube channel? So, yeah, my head coach, Coach Dorado, was a little bit nervous, obviously, because he's never really been, like, that's never really happened before where a, a kid came in and wanted to start posting on, like, social media about the team. Yeah. So he was obviously a little nervous, and I had to go through, like, a few compliance meetings and stuff just to make sure, like, what I was doing wasn't, like, inappropriate or all that kind of stuff, you know. So which none of it was. So, I mean, um, I just made sure with him, like, everything I was doing was okay and I uh, had to kind of get approval of everything beforehand. But once I kind of started to see what I was making and that it was like all like pretty, pretty like normal stuff, you know, it wasn't anything. Yeah. Appropriate stuff. They, they kind of started to like follow along with it and uh, they started to support me a lot more, which is dope. Yeah. Kind of the same situation with me. So nervous to come in and, but thankfully like the coaching staff is really supportive with it. And they're like, yeah, like make these videos. Obviously you're gonna have to abide by some of these rules and compliance. Yeah. Uh, you know, we really want you to do something like that. And that's like, that's good to hear coming in, trying to do something like that. Cause it's already nerve wracking. Like you said, yeah. come in and do it. But like, just to hear that they're behind you and, and they want the best for you. It is, it is cool to hear. hundred percent. But like we hit on earlier too, is like, I, I think this is so crazy that, that me and you are literally the only two lacrosse YouTubers on the platform i think that's like yeah. so crazy to me like i'm surprised yeah. that no one's like popped up yet or anything i mean obviously there was four uh but with with katie and jesse quitting it's just us yeah but i think it's like i'm surprised no one's honestly like hopped on this like wave I guess. yeah i yeah i don't know i think a big thing is uh a lot of people are, i feel like are a little bit nervous to like do this kind of stuff so you kind of have to like really want it in order to like do it and i think um there's not many like creators that are like who love making videos that, that I've seen at least um like come up and like start making videos like this so I'm sure in the future I'm sure a bunch will come up um I feel like a lot of people will probably start trying to do this kind of stuff I've seen a lot of football players now oh, picking yeah. up a camera and vlogging so I mean I'm sure you'll see it more and more as time goes on but lacrosse there's there's yet to be another guy coming in to vlog so I mean uh, we'll, we'll see I'm sure I'm sure we'll see one in the future yeah. No, I, I kind of get that question a lot. And you probably do as well. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Yeah. The videos are probably so easy to make. And it's just like, you got no idea what you're yeah. going to do. It was a grind, man. Like, I remember freshman year coming back after a game, like, on, like, a Sunday night. and I Or on a Saturday night. And I'd be like, all right, I'm going to get this video out by tomorrow at, like, 6 p.m. Yeah. So I would just be grinding, like, all night. And the next day, just trying to get these videos done um and it, it was tough man and piling that on top of lacrosse and school and practice it's like training it was just it was a grind but you kind of get into the rhythm of it so yeah it works way. it works well not too bad but you know, from a compliance side you know you kind of hit on it but do you have to follow any rules before you post your videos um at first a little bit but now they kind of like i said they trust me a little bit and uh they know like and like, I, I know the rules, basically. I went over the, all the rules with like our compliance guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just try to make everything like lighthearted and, and pretty like self-explanatory of like keeping things like PG, you know what I mean? Like there's nothing like crazy that goes on anyway, but um, yeah, I mean, I kind of learned right off the bat, like what I could and couldn't post. 
Um, so I've just kind of been going with those rules for, uh, for the past two years. And um, I think it's been working pretty well. I haven't really run into any issues. So I'm just going to kind of keep going with that. And then I always try to check in once in a while and like talk to my coaches a little bit, talk to compliance about it. But um, yeah, everything's been pretty good so far. So I think I've kind of like gained the trust a little bit of them and uh, they know I won't really post anything, anything bad. So, yeah. So, you know, obviously this is a big topic nowadays and, and we'll go into effect in fall 2021, but do you think college athletes should be able to make money on YouTube? Yes, I think so. Um, not to be biased or anything, but I think I don't think student athletes should be paid just for playing. I think that student athletes should be able to make money off their name and image because like, like we said, like, it's not like, like we're not doing any work. Like we're, we're like literally working hard to make like YouTube videos and like doing stuff that could potentially make us money. And I think like, there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought about it a lot and I think we do like kind of deserve to make some type of compensation for it. Um, yeah because it is like a lot of work, but like, what, what are your thoughts on that? No, I'm like right there with you. And it, and it kind of, I feel like I kind of know more about it because I had my YouTube channel in high school when you kind of mm -hmm. started it in college and, and I was making money in high school and I wasn't making anything I could live off, but it was still like just some extra change in my pocket. Yeah, so I could like exactly. Chipotle and get a bowl. But mm -hmm. I just think it's, I'm right there with you. It just like stinks that, you know, I don't think people realize like how much actual time like these videos take. Yeah. Hours on hours. And then you, once mm -hmm. again, like you said, you add in lax, you add in school, you add in social life. It's just like, it's a lot. And, and at the end of the day, like, like we're not making any money, money now. And, and I would never stop making videos just because it's mm -hmm. really a passion of mine, but just having some extra cash in your pocket um, would help out like so much. Yeah. And I think like, that's like for us, like lacrosse YouTubers, like imagine like, uh, like a Clemson quarterback, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, he, like he could make a lot of money, which is, yeah. I think like what, what could kind of turn a few people off because like he could just get like a, a brand deal from someone maybe mm -hmm. and can be paid like a lot of money, but we're here like grinding, making YouTube videos, you know? Yeah. But I think if they have that opportunity for every athlete, I think the ones who really want it, we'll, we'll, we'll take that and we'll try to make something of it. Um, but I don't think like people should complain that other people, like he, he worked his, he worked his off to get to that point to be a quarterback at Clemson. You know what I mean? So he, it's not like he's just like being given money, you know, like he worked yeah. his way up to that point. Like yeah. if I was a quarterback at Clemson, I'm sure people would like, like, I, I can't complain that he's would be making more money than me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, so, they like football, is a more way more popular sport. Yeah, than exactly. Sports. Yeah, so it's like I, I picked this sport. I picked making YouTube videos, and like if I choose to try to make some money off of that, like I think there's no problem with that. And I think if he wants to try to make money off his name, I think there's no problem with that either. Yeah, I'm so. with you. Mm -hmm. But so like we talked about, you tear your ACL. Obviously, you can't play. So you're on the sidelines filming these games making these electric game day vlogs. I mean, reminded me of my high school days, you know, how, how, yeah. how cool was that for you? Yeah. I mean, that, that was one way that I really got to kind of get through that part of my life. Cause obviously it was super tough being injured, but being able to be on the sideline, like making some awesome videos and like, I kind of had an internship too, which was dope. So I was basically like an intern for like our social media team and I would be like running Villanova lacrosse's Instagram and Twitter and all that kind of oh, stuff. So sick. I didn't know that. 
Yeah, so it was like an cool. internship. So I got like credit for it, which is great. Um, and yeah, I, every game I would just like prop up my, I would like vlog the whole day leading up to the game. And then when it was game time, I would pop up my, my lens and my, my whole tripod set up and I would just be filming the whole game, um, trying to get as much cool highlights as I could. And then post game, I would try to chop up a few like game day highlights and I'd make like stuff for the social media pages on Instagram and Twitter. And then I'd also make stuff for my YouTube channel. So it was kind of like a whole project that, that, that season, but unfortunately it got cut short because of coronavirus, but yeah. Um, I did like a solid like seven, eight games worth of that. So, so you tore yourself. Obviously, you started filming the game day vlogs, and, and those obviously skyrocketed. Do you think if you didn't tear your ACL uh, and just play lacrosse like you said you were, you still would have got that internship with the PLL? I don't know. I think, like I said before, everything happens for a reason. So, yeah. I think I don't know if they found me because of those like game day videos and those highlights and. Um, my experience like working with Villanova across the social media or like something else you know I, I don't know how they really like reached out to me but I do think that that helped me like get more of like a resume I guess you could say and like have more stuff to kind of back up like what I'd be working for so I think it did help for sure having that stuff under my belt because and it also gave me a lot more experience when it came time to work for the PLL so um, I think I am glad that that happened I'm not glad that I tore ACL, but I'm glad that that came out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that is a huge reason why I probably got the internship in the first place. Yeah. That job. So, I was actually watching uh, your old, like, dorm tour the other day, and this just came to mind. So, like, every time I'm watching your videos on your YouTube channel, two words come to mind. Aesthetically pleasing. Do you know what that means? Because, like, every time I watch your yes. videos, it's just, like, Everything's so smooth. It just, everything fits. The transition fits with the theme of the video. This mm -hmm. is the instrumental beat fits with it. Everything is just like so smooth and it's like aesthetically like pleasing. I Do appreciate you, that. Something Thank you always kind of capture. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, a lot of people like know me as like a very like artsy, like minimalist mm -hmm. guy, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I, I guess I could kind of fit into that category and I, I try to try to make my videos like that. Um, I just try to make them like as like high quality as I can, like as like professional looking as I can. Um, so I guess that's like a good way to say is like aesthetically pleasing. Like I try to make sure like everything like comes out the way I want it and comes out good. Um, so I guess, yeah, I guess I could kind of fall into that category of being aesthetically pleasing. But um, yeah, that's, that's just what I try to do in my videos is just make them look as good as they can. And that comes with like, having like a nicer camera like I saved up to get a nicer camera for those years and stuff like for last year um so I just try to like step up like the quality of my videos as much as possible yeah okay yeah that's funny though you notice that <laughs> yeah so obviously your buddy Jesse Jesse James West skyrocketing on YouTube you know how cool is that to see him his success you know finally finally come to life yeah I mean like I said before that kid is a grinder and he really works so hard to like reach a goal that he has and this has been a goal of his for a while just to kind of make it with fitness on social media and stuff like that and I think obviously a lot of people are like sad to see him not play lacrosse anymore but I'm on the other side of it I'm super happy for him that he's really crushing it right now making content that he actually enjoys making and he's getting like the recognition for it because he deserves it man he's, he's really grinded so hard these past few years trying to change his status a little bit and kind of like 
get to that fitness point that he really loves. Yeah, I know. I was, I was kind of thinking the, the same thing. But I asked Jesse this on the podcast, and I'm going to hear your answer as well. You know, what do you think is the biggest thing about a YouTube video? Is it the thumbnail? Is it, is it the tags? Is it the title? Or is it the actual video content? I think it's the thumbnail. You think it's the I, That's what Jesse said, too. Because, uh, yeah, he, he probably knows. We talk about this all the time. I mean, it, it honestly always changes. But I think the thumbnail is huge because – um, what he actually does is he starts with the thumbnail because that's what's the initial, like... I know, I read it down. That's what grabs people's attention. He goes, or he said he goes, title, thumbnail, and then the actual, like, content. I, like, literally wrote yeah. it down. such a good yeah. And, yeah, and it's it, about, like, those three steps in order before you film a video. It, it, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, and I think, I, like, I've learned a lot from him, too, because he, he kind of figured out his, like, recipe of like how to make a YouTube video. So like I said, the title and the thumbnail are the two main things that'll get people to watch. And then you kind of have to back that up though with your content. content so yeah. like if, if you kind of have this like crazy, like clickbaity thumbnail and then the video just sucks, it's like, this no one's going to really care. Yeah. So yeah. if you have like those great thumbnails that like catch people's eye and the title that catches people's eye, people's eye, then the video has to kind of back it up. And I think he yeah. does a great job of doing that. So that's why people have like been following along, you know? Yeah. And another question I got to ask, cause I get this a ton, you know, how do you balance school across YouTube and like social life? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, definitely not easy. And I think, um, I do make some sacrifices to do that. Like whether it's not going out or it's not like hanging out with people or just kind of sitting in my dorm, like working hard, you know? Um, I think it all kind of balances itself out. Um, I try to put effort into all those things equally, but there are times where I find myself like putting in more effort towards a video rather than homework. And I kind of like take a step back and be like, all right, like what's more important at this time, you know? Yeah. So obviously I have like obligations with lacrosse. I have obligations with school and YouTube's kind of like a side thing. Um, to be like, to be completely honest with you, like, it's not like my main, it's not why I'm here, you know? Yeah. Um, so I just try to put effort into the things that like really matter, like school and lacrosse. But then I also, you kind of have to like do stuff that you want to do at the same time. You know, like I really enjoy making videos. So I'm going to put effort into that because that's what I enjoy. Yeah. Um, and then I also like don't want to just sit at home all day, all day, like working on your YouTube videos. So you want to be able to go out and like enjoy time with your team and stuff. So it's like, I don't know exactly how I like go about doing that and like splitting up the time, but I just try to like, take a step back every once in a while and like figure out what is important at that time. Yeah. No, that's so. a smart way to do it. And that's like, mm -hmm. for me trying to balance it all, I have to have like a schedule. Cause if I don't mm -hmm. then like, but as, like you said too, it's like, you gotta like keep your priorities straight. Like you're here first off to, to get education. Uh, yeah. Also on a lacrosse scholarship and then YouTube should come last. I mean, if you keep your priorities uh, in that order, I think for me, it helps out a lot because like, if I know I have an assignment to do, but also a video to do, like I got to do the assignment, like yeah. school, then lacrosse, then YouTube. And if I keep them in that order, then I'm fine. Exactly. I think once you kind of figure that out and you get into that like habit, it just makes it a lot easier moving forward because you get your stuff done and then you'll have time to work on YouTube and go out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. sweet. Well, let's hop into our last thing here. Fan talk. 
Uh, I posted something on my Instagram story and they DM me questions. So let's get into it. I got, I got some good ones here. Sweet. Cool. So e much Nick underscore three asks, you know, how did you remain focused during these past challenging months? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, like I said before, I kind of use my friends and the people around me and my family just to kind of keep me in check um, on the days where I like really were struggling with like my injury or with school or with like lacrosse or anything. So, um, and then once like coronavirus hit, it kind of set me back a little bit more too. So I kind of just try to remain connected with the people that I'm close with and talk through like issues with them. Um, and I also just kind of try to focus on like what was important to me. So like once like the PLL job came up, I was like, all right, it's time to like put my head down and grind for those four, four weeks that I'm out there. Um, and I just tried to like do things that I enjoy, you know, like it's all like at the end of the day, like you just want to be happy. And like during these like tough times, it's not easy to be happy. So I just tried to do things and surround myself with people that made me happy. And I just try to focus on the things that I really care about. So that's kind of what helped me like stay focused, I guess. Um, and I, I actually, I haven't posted in quite a little, little bit of time now on YouTube because I've just been having a lot of stuff going on and just trying to focus on like the PLL job and then some other things as well. And like coming back to school and stuff. So I have like a lot of stuff going on, but, um, once I kind of figure that all out, I'm going to get back into posting and I'll have a lot of videos planned uh, coming up soon. So um, I think it's just, it's about being happy, man. You just gotta, you gotta balance things out. Like at the end of the day, like you're in control of like the videos you make, you're in control of the stuff you put out. So no one's like forcing you to do it. So I think if you, if you need to take a break, take a break. Um, like freaking David Dobrik did. is just like, hasn't posted on YouTube. So like yeah. he kind of figured out like, all right, I need to take a break right now. And then he's kind of taking a break and, I think I kind of did that a little bit too during this time, but I think it all, it all works out. And I think that's like, that's a big thing too. Cause when you kind of get down to, to the numbers wise, you're like, Oh my God. Like I know in your case, like 26,000 people are just waiting on a video. It's, it's just hard like to focus. You're like, Oh my God, I got to get a video. And then you always have the thought in your mind of like, what's next, what's next, what's next. Mm -hmm. So it can, it can yeah. trap you. And that's what I think too, is like breaks are important and, and I yeah. get it on there, but I think, you really gotta you really gotta figure that out. Yeah, definitely. But so. next question from Abby Riley. This is for both of us, you know. What's your favorite kind of video to film? I love making like like edits, dude. Like so if, like for my Instagram, I really enjoy making those like shooting edits and just like edits of um like different players. I, I don't know why. I just always like love like really good like cinematography with like sports. Yeah. So I think like if you look on my Instagram, like I like making like shooting edits and I, I made one recently for like a football player who's at Michigan now. Um, and I just like making that kind of stuff. Cause it's like, you can get creative with it and it's a lot of fun and it doesn't feel like you're like working. You're like, Oh, I'm excited to like make this, you know, um, game day vlogs have always been fun. Um, it's great. Like just kind of documenting that. Cause you can always look back on that stuff. So I've always loved making like game day vlogs and like edit and like the highlight edits within the game day vlogs. Um, just because I love, like, like you said before, the aesthetically pleasing, like, like high quality highlights and then like yeah, a nice, like a uh, vlog, you know? So that's just like the stuff I enjoy making. But what, what, what is your answer to that? I think for me, it's just like, you know, if, what is, if it's like my hometown boys or my college boys, just like picking up the camera and vlogging, just like having like, yeah. a, like, a, like a good time with my guys. Like the, it's not even forced, like nothing's forced. And then like editing wise, it's like, 
I'm on the laptop chopping up that video and it's like, I'm laughing. Cause like yeah. we're talking about or doing is like actually making me laugh. So I know it'll make yeah. fans laugh. So I think just making like a, a regular vlog with like with my guys is like my favorite type of video. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome, man. You, you've been crushing that for a while now. So, yeah. so that's awesome, man. So Sweet. next question, Coop a loop 23 ass ketchup or mustard? Barbecue sauce, baby. Really? <laughs> I'm a big barbecue sauce guy. Well, I mean, you don't I'm like a hot ketchup dog, and mustard? I'm not a big mustard guy. I prefer ketchup over mustard, but I'm not Dude. a big mustard guy. Unless it's like honey mustard. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm a weirdo. I'm a big like barbecue sauce, ranch, and like chipotle sauce. Dude, Dude, you don't like ranch? I don't eat any I don't eat like any of those. No way. What do you like? Yeah. My actually go-to is to mix ketchup and mustard. Okay, I mean, I'll, I could probably do that. I could probably yeah. do that. My, but right. my brother will drop, like, a gallon of ranch on his pizza. Dude, I'm surprised you don't like ranch. No, I hate it. like, blue cheese? Like, nah. blue cheese or anything? <laughs> dude, <laughs> like, I mean, dude, I'll dabble with, like, a little so bit fun. of A1 sauce on my steak, but besides yeah. that. Yeah, I'm a big ranch guy. Big okay. ranch guy. <laughs> okay. So, next question, David santana maria 22 asks, you know what are your thoughts on jesse quitting with college across so i mean I, i've seen a lot of the behind the scenes of it and i think like in my opinion i'm super happy for him because he's making the decision that's best for him um i think a lot of people don't understand like how limiting it can be to be a college athlete and i think for him he just kind of wanted to break free of those limitations and do something that he really enjoyed. So I'm super happy for him. Um, obviously like it sucks that like he won't be making the cross content anymore, but I think there comes a point where it's time to move on a little bit. And I think he found his time to move on. And um, like I said, he's crushing it. So I, I really am super happy for him. Yeah. So part two to his question is if your YouTube channel started to get that full time, would you quit lacrosse? I think that's a question that I would probably try to find the answer to when the time comes. Um, I can't really give a solid answer to that now because I don't really know. But um, if at that time I felt that YouTube and like my channel was more important than school and lacrosse, then maybe I'd consider it. But I think right now I have a huge opportunity being here at this school, playing at this program. Like I don't think I would really give that up um just to go full-time on youtube yeah especially if i can't like make money off of youtube you know as an athlete so um i don't know i think that's a tough question but if i really felt like that was a decision i needed to make and i was very like comfortable doing that then i probably would but I, at this point i don't think i'd be i'd be really doing that yeah sweet so next question greg dot larson asks how do you schedule out your day so I, I'm kind of more of like a free flowing guy. I don't, I don't schedule myself too heavily. Like Jesse's a very like strict schedule guy. I'm more of like a free flowing, free flowing person. So I normally just try to wake up like as early as I can. Um, and now like with school, I get more into like a schedule with like classes and stuff, yeah. but I always need like a list, like at the beginning of the day. So I try to like list out everything I need to do. Um, five classes and stuff. I list out my classes that I have, like, are, like my priorities basically. Um, and then whenever I find like a time for free time, I just try to do whatever I want to do at that time, whether it's like working on a project on my computer or hanging out with my friends. So I just try to like pinpoint like the, the priorities of my day 
like in the morning and I, I usually use like my phone or like like an app on my phone or like a list on, on my notebook and then um i just kind of pinpoint the the main priorities and then i just kind of fill in the rest with what i want to do that day yeah sweet but like it's always like kind of changing so yeah. we'll see Next question, Katie Dev one asks, what's it like having a YouTube channel and being a college athlete? Is that Kate Dever? Yeah. Yeah, she's a beast. Shout out to Katie. Yeah. I mean, we've talked a few times, but um, yeah, we, uh, I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's tough because like you want to be able to do everything at once. Like you want to be able to go out and enjoy time. You want to be able to like do really well in school. You want to be able to do well in the field and you want your, your YouTube channel to do well. But um. I think, like we said before, it's all about prioritizing your time. And once you kind of figure out a rhythm of your classes, your schedule and all that kind of stuff, then you'll, you'll find the time to do your YouTube channel. So I think for me, it wasn't too much of an issue because I was so passionate about making videos that I would find the time to, to do it. Um, and I would find the time to like really work on those videos. Um, so I, I think it's awesome. I think it's a huge opportunity. Like if you're a college athlete and you have that platform, to make videos and content that people want to see. So, I mean, and I know she has a channel too. So, I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's an awesome experience being able to like showcase your talents and, and your passions to the public basically. So I think it's an awesome experience and I think it's an awesome thing to have. So I really encourage like anyone who really wants to get into it to do it. Yeah. Um, because it, it's just a cool, cool thing to have. Yeah. Sweet. Next question. Kyle McKenna asked, you know, what do you do, for fun besides filming? That's a good question. I, I, I don't really do too much. Like I kind of like keep things simple, you know, I, I like to, I like to hang out with my friends and just enjoy time and like be present in the moment um, with whatever I'm doing. I, I want to get more into traveling because I've been doing that a little bit recently and like going out to Utah just like really sparked. Like I want to like go out West more and like explore um, and like just kind of, go to new places basically. And like, if I could film while doing that and like film like the, the process with that and just go to cool places, man, and make cool videos. I mean, that'd be unreal. Um, but yeah, my, my life right now is kind of surrounded by like making videos and like taking cool pictures and all that kind of stuff. And that's just like something I've always loved to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I love, I love music, dude. I love like, I've, I've always played drums my whole life. I'm starting to learn guitar a little bit. So Your pops is into the guitar, huh? Yeah, my dad is a, a he shreds, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm doing my research and I, and I saw a couple of videos of him playing. That's pretty sick. Yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. So he he loves playing guitar. That's kind of like why I'm so big into music. Um, I just love listening to music, man. I love finding new music. I, I'm very I have a very like wide range of music genres that I listen to. So, um, I just love music as a whole, and that's like one thing I want to try to get into is like just like learning more instruments and like get on that level. And my, my buddy that I'm living with actually, his name's Brody. He's uh he's starting to like make music a little bit on like oh, FL man. studio and stuff. That's so sick. he's been like, he's making some like sick remixes and like, he's, we're going to try to like record some stuff out here and like there make some go. cool songs. So that's definitely be one thing like I would want to get into, but at the same time, like it's hard, man. It's yeah. so hard. <laughs> like, I already spent like five years learning this whole yeah, game. Exactly. Like, it's just going to take five more years to figure yeah. out that whole game. It's hard. It's hard. But last question here, Tommy C one, three, four asks, where do you see yourself in five years? 25, 26? 25, 25. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 20 right now. Um, 
I, I, what I would want to be doing is working for like a cool, like either startup company, like making contact for con making content for them or working with like a sports league and a sports team, making a bunch of content for them. So as long as I can be making content with like a cool team or, or even having like my own business and making like content like with that, um, I just love like producing stuff and like creating things. And, yeah. um, I think I can maybe see myself as like a creative director somewhere where I like just kind of compile a bunch of like really talented artists and just kind of go all in and like work on cool projects basically. Um, I think that'd be kind of cool, but I honestly have no idea to be honest. I'm still trying to figure it all out. Um, I just love making content, making videos and, um, all that stuff that kind of goes with that. So sweet. Yeah. Well, Stel, man, I appreciate you coming on Pelk Talk. Definitely a guy I look up to in the, in the lacrosse world and the YouTube world. You know, where can the fans kind of find more about you? Yeah, I mean, definitely check out, like, my YouTube channel. It's just my name, Stelios Crudis. Uh, and then my Instagram, I post. I try to post a lot on there. Um, but, yeah, man, all over social. It's usually just my name, Stelios Crudis, because it's, it's, always, it's always available. It's never, like, I, whenever I'm making a username, dude, it's always – Still never taken. No, 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 never taken. So <laughs> that's all it is. It's usually just my name. So you guys Sweet. can find me there. Well, thanks again. That's a wrap here on Pelk Talk. I appreciate it, Stel. Dude, I appreciate you having me on, man. Everyone, go follow this kid. Everyone, <laughs> go, go spread the word on Mitchell, man. He's a beast. Sweet. <laughs> thanks again, brother. Of course, man.